Welcome to another soul-devouring, mind-enveloping, intestine-splintering episode of The Paradise Paradox. My name's Kurt Robinson, and along with Aaron Battle, I will be your host today. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Today we're talking about social media. We're talking about the face of Facebook. Have you, over these years, become so accustomed to Facebook that you've actually sold your personal details to the devil himself? Well, I wouldn't go that far, but that's that's, uh, the question we raise in this episode. What is the cost that, uh, that we've got from this convenience, from this age of instant messaging and, and instant communication? What is the cost uh, that we allow um, large monolithic institutions to look at our personal details, to have access to information which may be incriminating? Well, that's a tough trade-off. So we look at the we look at a few alternatives, and we look at how um, the research is predicting that perhaps Facebook won't be around that much longer. So, if you want to join us in the in the belly of the beast, you can go on over to Facebook, look for the Paradise Paradox, click on like, uh, and hover over the like button press get notifications because that's going to mean that every time we post something on that satanic demonic site, you're going to be notified about it. You're in the inner circle, the the inner pentagram of uh, the Paradise Paradox. Then jump over to YouTube and you can press like on YouTube or press dislike if you hate us. Leave us a comment. Let us know your opinion. Press subscribe so you can keep getting those updates injected directly, intravenously, just like you're an addict fiending for another hit of the Paradise Paradox. Then head on over to theparadiseparadox.com. You can look through our old episodes there. Also leave leave us a comment on there. Uh, And uh, we've got a lot of great content on there. So have a look. And then head on over to donate.theparadiseparadox.com. And that's where... We, uh, we really start kissing your asses because we really appreciate when you send us a little bit of money. Suggest a donation, one US dollar per episode that you like. So if you like this one, give us a dollar and we'll, we will love you forever uh, until kingdom come and eternity. So, so go on, go ahead, do that. Donate the, the paradiseparadox.com. Then if you go on the paradiseparadox.com, you see up the top, it's got a link that says shop Amazon. And if you click through that, if you're going to have a look at Amazon anyway, or if you're going to buy something off Amazon, go ahead, click through that link. It's not going to cost you any inconvenience or extra money or, or um, the cost you the, the problem of growing a second head under your gooch. But it is going to mean that we receive a little bit of commission every time you buy a little something from Amazon. So go ahead and do that. Uh, and the other thing is, head on over to Twitter. I'm at Trouble Bubble. Aaron's Twitter handle is at BattleAZ. And also, ah, yes, for this episode, the show notes are at theparadiseparadox.com slash 45, theparadiseparadox.com slash 45. So head on over to there and you'll see some links, related information, uh, backstory, back up if there is any research to back up the crazy stuff we say and thanks so much for listening guys let's get into it
in a previous episode, I was giving my VW Bocho, my Volkswagen sedan, quite a little rap about how wonderful it is and how it's so non-waterproof and <laughs> aquatic. Um, but I had a little death incident. Proof. Well, I think, uh, was death proof mentioned? I don't know. <laughs> it should have been because I definitely didn't get that wish. No, well, I did. I'm not, I'm not dead. Okay, okay. So, um, well, okay, we went out. I've been house hunting. So we went out the countryside, um, saw a few good big cliffs. All my hairs uh, stood up. I'm not really good at heights. Uh-huh. And the Mexican roads, they're a little windy going around the mountains and the, the cliffs were just insane and i was pretty less than an hour outside civilization from the center of the city or town um so i gave my my clutch and my brakes a good a good work in a good test and um you know a couple of days later i i broke the the cable on my clutch it just went from having a clutch to bang hit the floor there was, there was nothing there uh, i wasn't far from home but it was sunday so there's no there's no mechanics open so i was kind of stuck with you know questioning the neighbors you know, is there any mechanics in the street? Usually there is. <laughs> um, good. Uh, Everything good, in one street. Good homegrown Mexican mechanic. Yeah. So like, okay. All right. Cool. Well, uh, got a busted clutch. You better take care of that. And uh, Monday, you went and got the part. Lunchtime, my car was sweet. Clutch was heavy, but my car was sweet. And he says, um, you probably should look at your brakes. And, and at first, I thought, well, you know, that's just a, a mechanic looking for more work. Fair enough. But then mm. on, the, on the drive home, I thought, well, yeah, the brakes are kind of rubbish. Pretty good and hurt. And like, what's it going to cost me? Like $50 to get my brakes replaced, mm. uh, including labor and parts and all. So I gave him a call and said, okay, I'll drop around tomorrow and we'll get the brakes fixed. And like that, that's all good. Um, the next day comes around in the afternoon, I pick up my, my bocho and I'm cruising home. I'm like, yeah, man, these brakes are nice. How was I driving before? No brakes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, but compared, I mean, I compared to what it is now to what it was, it was much better. So I was like 50 bucks well spent. Yeah. Except leaving the subdivision and getting out on the highway, within 100 meters, 150 meters, I hear like this clack, 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 clack. As I'm speeding up, it's getting higher, it's getting stronger. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. I better slow down. As I'm slowing down, I hear this like, well, I just dropped. My car's hit the road. My tire's overtaken me. <laughs> the front tire. So I've lost steering and I'm cruising on my guts down the highway. Wow. My tire's come off. Like, that's never happened to me before. <laughs> but I was uh, interesting enough. I was really cool. I was just like, well, shit, that's not what I needed. Well, lucky you didn't get that glass bottom installed on your bocho. Otherwise, you... Yeah, it would, would be a pretty interesting view. I would have seen the slow-mo of the road coming up towards me. I would have seen a lot of sparks flying. Shit, I'm going to miss out on the show. <laughs> so I've, I've pulled to the middle of the highway. So I'm in, I'm in like a grass section between both lanes as wide as my bocho. And um, I've ran down the road after my tire. Well, I couldn't even get out my door because the guard has come up and has locked me in. So I had to jump across the other side, jump out the other door, make sure there's not a car coming, chase my tire down the road, grab my tire, throw it in the passenger side because my driver's side jammed shut because the guards all lifted up on the side. I grab my backpack and start walking down the road, walking back towards where I came from, back towards like the mechanics. Mechanics not home. Luckily, my mother-in-law lives around the next corner. 
And so I go visit her and she's like, hey, I didn't expect to see you so quickly. I say, well, he had coffee on and I, uh, I didn't get a drink. So <laughs> you better serve him a coffee. And she's looking at me weird like, what happened? <laughs> What's going on? And, you know, I'm, I'm still a little shaky. Like, you know, as, as much as, you know, I'm, I'm tough and can't scare me. <laughs> you, you don't lose a tire and scrape down the road without getting a little nervous inside. And, uh, and she's like, I told her the story and she said, you've had a, you've had a scare, you need bread. So she grabbed the purse and she went to buy me a bolillo, which is like a bread roll. And, like a uh, little baguette, a mini baguette type yeah. thing. Yeah. But I just thought it was cool. Like, you know, she come to the, to the rescue and she's like, you've been scared, you need bread. And that solved everything. <laughs> and so does bread actually work? I, I know it's like a Mexican thing that if you, if you get a fright, then you, you eat a, a bread. Or you, you a, have, you have, a bread. <laughs> you <get> a bread. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the Spanglish. A bread. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you need pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's a Mexican thing. Yeah. Okay. So you don't know if it actually works or if it's psychological. Well, or well I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of bread. Okay, so, I okay. Enjoyed it so anyway. it works anyway because it makes you feel good. Yeah, and I, had, <laughs> and I had a coffee, so bread and it was cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> Went back and saw the mechanic. He's like, what, when, how? <laughs> and he gave me a ride. We went and got it. He, and he, he sorted it out. He put the, put the tire back on, pinched a nut from the other three wheels, bolted mm. it back on and off we go. I don't think he did the nuts up. Mm. Like, and this is what I asked you, man, is it like, is it my job to make sure that the mechanic puts your tires on properly? Like, I just paid the guy. Isn't that his job? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never owned a car, so I've never had that experience. I do remember once I walked into a Nokia shop and I told them that every time I try to do something, it's like I'm pressing all the buttons simultaneously. They take it in. They tell me, come back in next week come back in next week and I'm like, oh, cool. I read the report and it's like fully tested, fully functional. I'm like, great. So I turn it on just to make sure because you never know. Mm. And of course, it did exactly the same thing. Okay. So, <laughs> Well, I'm going to pick up my car this afternoon. Yeah. I'm going to make a, make a slight joke like uh, the tire is bolted on just in case. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that it's four nuts per tire yeah. and that they're tight. An average of four. Because I, some I don't, can have more, some can have less. I, I, don't, I don't need my tires falling off. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just lucky there's no oncoming traffic. I'm lucky that I was only doing 50, not 100. Yeah. I'm lucky I wasn't on a curve mm. and it was a nice piece of grass for me to park my car on. Mm. That could have been I bad, man. I think, you, I think you need to get rid of that death trap. Well, I don't <laughs> think it's really the car's fault. I just think I need to... Okay. You know, look up for look up a mechanic that's got a reputation yeah. for doing good work, and mm. not a guy that probably got his deposit for the job and went and bought a six pack <laughs> or something else. <laughs> a, si a six pack of special brownies. Mm -mm -mm. Nothing gets you in the mood for working. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna do me, man? Sorry. I, I did not sell him any brownies. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not, no, whatever's insinuated. 
Don't know where you got that from. Neither no. do I. <laughs> hey, can you fix my car? By the way, here's some illicit substances to motivate you. No, that's... <laughs> I'm, that's, that's not my deal. I wouldn't even suspect you of doing that. I wouldn't even think... Well, I wouldn't assume that you would think of, of doing that. Oh, not my car anyway. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Anyway, okay, that, that's end of story time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about social media. Actually, let's talk about social media for another rest of the episode. 50 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Counting down, set the timer, see what comes up. At the, at the mm-hmm. end, the, a giant timer, you know, the alarm will go off and it's Mark Zuckerberg saying, I own your information. I own your information. Thank you very much. And the roof comes Thanks, down with Mark. spikes like an Indian Jones. <laughs> get out yeah. of my office. <laughs> get out. Get out while you still can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that sounds like an accurate depiction. I think that's what we've all set ourselves up for with Facebook. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of... If, if somebody could go through my chat logs on, on Facebook... They could probably incriminate me. They fill out a charge sheet, and you know they would they would need a a novel. <laughs> I've often wondered whether they can whether I can get a copy of my own status updates for right. the last five years. Well, you can do it just by clicking on your profile and going back through, but it's not always the easiest. Yeah, it'd be interesting to look to do a little study on 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 ourselves. Like mm. you know, there's enough experiments going on with Facebook. Why don't I just do it to myself okay. by downloading all my statuses and then looking for keywords and seeing, you know, what, try and find a, a trend in my own, you know, how do I feel? <laughs> what kind of person am I? Yeah. Self-knowledge, the Facebook way. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's Facebook for you. Mm. You know, big social experiment. Mm. I don't yes. Know. I did change my profile of Pick to a Rainbow only a few days ago. Yes, yes. So there's an interesting article came up suggesting, well, we know, we know in the past that Facebook has uh, attempted to do some experiments uh, manipulating people's emotions and manipulating their Facebook feeds to display the things that might make them happy or sad and then see how that affects their status updates. And so with the, with the rainbow pictures, people all over the world I don't know exactly the the thinking. I mean, it's just a, it's. I guess it's a kind of fun thing to do, and it's everybody's happy that that uh, the United States has supposedly made a move. Sorry, the, the United States federal government or the Supreme Court has supposedly made a move that's that's towards equality, which I, I'm not I'm not entirely convinced of that. There's some certain legal issues, and there's a whole there's a whole ball of wax there. Yeah. But you know, people were excited about that. So, so they changed their status update, but it's also like, uh, and another article came up suggesting, well, is this another social experiment? Is Facebook playing with our emotions once again? Uh, is Facebook seeing who changes their picture to a rainbow to put a big white mark on the head that says sheep? Yeah. Yeah. I think they did. I didn't see the sheep, but ah, okay, okay. There was an imaginary sheep above my head, right? But I mean, but I was doing the same thing. I was changing my picture to, to, uh, to, uh, I guess, change someone else's emotional 
status. <laughs> ah, so, okay, okay. So, I mean, you know, I'm no better. Facebook and I, we're, <laughs> we're one and the same. So, if you didn't Evil. catch the story the other day, Aaron changed his, his Facebook display pigeon to the rainbow because he, he thought it would annoy his mother-in-law. There, she still loves me. We're all good. Okay, okay. It yeah. did annoy her, by the way. <laughs> she was upset. Okay. But, but, I mean, that's the same thing. It's like people are doing things to get to define something out about someone or to, yep. to upset someone, me. Yep. Or... You know, Facebook just want to know, you know, who are going to, who's going to go along with whatever bullshit they're going to put up or to do yeah. next. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some people call it slacktivism. My friend Dan likes to, likes to call it Coney 2012. He calls this, this type of activism or this, this type of passive uh, following behavior. He calls it <laughs> or changing your display pick, hoping to... Uh, affect the world somehow he call he still calls it Coney 2012 after that um that campaign where everybody was changing their display pics and saying Coney 2012 you know things we can something we can agree on trying to capture this warlord who's already been indicted by the Hague several years before and people were already looking for him and this display pic nonsense isn't going to change anything because it's already what whatever was going to happen had already happened years before so yeah. <laughs> so didn't that guy lose his mind the producer of that yeah documentary? We, we talked about that I, um, his name escapes me but he was yeah a, a few days after that that show that uh documentary or mini documentary went viral he he went a bit loopy and he was out in the street wearing nothing or nothing but his boxes and was doing push-ups in the middle of the street mm. mind um, control yeah well we talked about that in our mk ultra yeah, episode we'll put a put a link to the show notes but the and, interesting uh, thing conspiracy theories yeah with the, the Facebook, with that idea of changing your profile pic, it's yep. almost like that, that's becoming, that's naturally moving towards a vote or mm. a tick of approval of something. And okay, it, yeah. it, it could be maybe the experiment wasn't to see who would go with the flow, but who would participate mm. in, yeah. uh, in a voting system. Okay, okay. Um, I'm not sure exactly the distinction you're making. What do you, what do you mean? A voting system like I know, it's, if they... Uh, yeah. Mechanically, it's the same thing. Yeah, but it's um, it's it's almost like um, well, with the with the movements towards like decentralization and being able to have like a unique identifier mm. and being able to say a, a yay or nay mm. to an opinion or a thought or a, am I with or against? Mm. It's like that. That just seems like it's a it's a cool little tool for Facebook to be experimenting with. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for them to to try and develop that understanding. Because I think already now it's it's difficult to say, you know, people don't really associate themselves too much with with what country they're they're from, or mm. they're moving around. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, I I saw a lot of people from Mexico and a lot of people from Australia that were changing their display pics to that. So they, you know, it it it's kind of weird sometimes because uh, people will. People will even question you if you talk too much about U.S. politics, if, if you're Australian. If, uh, well, sorry, I should talk about my experience. My experience is sometimes people will question you if you talk about the United States politics uh, because uh, it, they say, well, it doesn't affect us, so why does it matter? But then, you know, people will also get, get involved in 
things like this. I guess it's different people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely yep. different circles. But I mean, yep. in general, most Aussies don't care about politics in general. So yeah, yeah, they're pretty apathetic about the whole deal. A lot of them, yeah. But, but we're seeing a trend towards where people are, are joining with other groups that speak the same language. Yeah. So I think um, if people are happy to, to close their mind off to politics in the US from an Australian point of view, because mm. it's got nothing to do with me, mm. well then, um, you know, they're, they're probably a little bit less worldly and not very, you know, and a little naive mm. to think that what's happening in the US doesn't affect Australia. Yes, yes, that's right. It's like when... The, uh, the the peso went down against the dollar and, well, everything went down against the dollar and you you heard the Vox Pops and, and people in Mexico were like, I don't care, I don't buy stuff from the United States. What do I care if the if the peso is weaker against the dollar? <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, Come on, you just, it just takes, you know, just a couple little steps, just a little bit of macroeconomics and like, it's just, just one or two steps. And you can see how this is going to affect you. I got, we are seeing the prices rise. Like where I buy more, my gorditas at the, at the market here went up from 10 pesos to 12 pesos for a gordita. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking at all the fruit coming from the U.S. With those yeah. U.S., you know, 4,200 numbers and 43. It's like I'm at the market. I'm at the Mexican market and I'm seeing fruit, <laughs> apples that are, that are grown high altitude of the mountains that Mexico's got plenty of, mm. they're getting shipped down from the US. Or, yeah, I don't buy those ones. I, I don't either. <laughs> I try not to. Um, Lo- local ones are cheaper, like by yeah. half. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the, but this is the thing. Like you know, you don't, you don't. People don't realize how how the world's come together as much as it has. Yes, and how we're yes. all like playing the same board game now. Mm. And uh, it's it's uh, it disturbs me a little bit. Because mm. I'm not here to educate every single person one by one, but it's just like next, I, I gotta, I gotta move on. Mm. Can't talk to you anymore. You're gonna upset me. <laughs> you, you buy U.S. apples? That's it. You're dead Defriended. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's that. It's that easy. Otherwise, yeah. I have to kill you myself. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't like doing that. <laughs> so. Yeah. So in in recent years, I mean, there's been a few pushes to try to get away from Facebook and none of them as yet have caught on. Uh, So the most recent, I think, is is TSU. Mm. And this is a site you can go on there and they advertise it as like, why do only the the proprietors of the site get paid for advertising? You're the one who's generating the content. So you should get paid for it. But um, I don't know why, but people weren't really that attracted to it. I mean, it's, it's not exact, um, It's not like there's an instantaneous reward. Also, it's slightly sleazy because it has this pyramid scheme uh, a structure about it, a pyramid structure, not exactly a pyramid scheme, a pyramid do you, structure. Do you think that was and, the downfall? I don't know. I think it's just, uh, I think it's more about network effect of Facebook. And there, there wasn't, so, I mean, yeah, you have the opportunity to to make money, but where is the drive to actually go there? Because um, yeah. you're not going to, if if you're not, if you're just a regular person, maybe you're not generating that much content. You're not, yeah. you're not making something unique that people can go on there and look at. Yeah. You're not an artist or, you know, podcaster like we are. 
Um, so how does that really affect you? It's because you're just a consumer anyway. And why would they go across it and recreate a profile and yeah. all the process of, of signing up yeah. when they've already got a perfectly good feed with all their friends mm. and everyone's already involved? Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, we've still got... There was Google Wave. for That was Google's first effort in social media. Now we have Google+, Plus, which is still... I don't know. It's it's there. <laughs> it's in the background. Apparently, it's good for SEO, for, for search engine optimization. When you post something new on your site, you put it on Google+, and that way Google knows about it. Uh, but other than that, I'd, I mean, Google Hangouts is good. Um, I, I like the Google, the, the Docs. Yeah. Like the Google... The, Google Docs, Google Drive. Those all, are pretty handy. Yeah, it's got some good um, good functionality. Yeah, but I haven't quite worked out Google Plus just yet. No, it's. I'm still working. I'm still working out Twitter. <laughs> like it's. Yeah, I, I'm trying to make that jump from Facebook to Twitter, and right. and I, I've kind of worked, I know what the differences are. I just don't know how to how to make the most of them yet. Mm. So yeah, I'm trying to work out, you know, exactly how do we, other than just other than just posting stuff because you can do that on Facebook. So, you know, what's the difference? And if I'm posting, how do I interact with people? There's yeah. some, some different dynamics there. I don't know. Twitter Twitter escapes me. It's like um, whenever I use Twitter, I'm kind of like an old man standing on a hill shaking my fist and going, what are you doing, you gosh darn kids? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I, I got in that position. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be young and hip. Did you tweet that? <laughs> pretty sure uh, yeah I'll, I'll do that I'll do that now if, if it makes you happy no, I, well I just like to think that Twitter's like um, it's like Facebook yeah. but not in that it's a conversation it's like playing tennis between the world and you can direct yeah. the, the ball which is your idea or your thought or your little statement to a person indirectly like directly or just the world indirectly, and then people can pick it up and throw it back and ideas. So I'm trying to I'm trying to work out what exactly are we are we doing? Are we just throwing ideas to this collective Twitter consciousness, or uh, are we just text messaging each other? <laughs> okay, have you thought about it like that? Because I, I mean, I'm trying to crack it. I I, I want to be a, a Twitter person. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. I've been making notes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you, like you said, you made the point that Twitter is supposed to be more intellectual than Facebook. But the thing is, I, I try to, when I write a Facebook update, I like to write a, a mini essay, It's or a lot of the time. So, I mean, sometimes I write little stupid jokes that can be contained in 140 characters, but a lot of the time I want to flesh out an idea and say, hey, this is... These are the premises, and this should be your conclusion. Now, change your thinking to the way I think, because I'm a fascist of your mind. I'm right, and you're wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Write yeah, it down. Yeah, something, something like that. Uh, no, that, that's kind of the way it is. I realize that I'm not writing enough on Facebook. Like, uh -huh. I, I need to flesh out my idea. But then I'm kind of more naturally Twitter, because I, I like to write dumb shit like, you know, check this <laughs> video. Suck my balls. <laughs> yeah, and there it is. 
links and just throw things up. Yeah. So Twitter to me is more comfortable yet. I, just, I, don't, know, I don't know how to get it out to people just yet. So I'm starting to include people in my posts and then maybe they might be interested, maybe not. I get a few favorites occasionally. Yeah, you gotta use those hashtags, bro. It's all about the hashtags. They, yeah, it's, it's like, it's kind of an old school thing now. I feel kind of silly even mentioning it. But if you mention the hashtags on Twitter, people will start following you. They come out of the woodwork. They're like, oh, this guy is interested in underwater basket weaving. And they'll be like, follow, 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 follow. A lot follow. of people into that these days. Yep. And everybody, all, all of the college students in the United States are actually, and it's a mandatory course. So, uh, yeah, another one is diaspora. Diaspora. And this was supposed to be the Facebook killer. Uh, and, it, I mean, it's still up there. You can go on diaspora and it's, it's distributed. So if, you, if anybody wants, they can actually start their own diaspora hub and that means that the, the information isn't centralized in any one source. It means the NSA and the CIA can't just log into their back doors like they, like uh, Julian Assange says they do with Facebook, um, with their own proprietary back end, uh, you know, made just for them special access points um, that, that they do. <laughs> uh, they can't do that with diaspora. And that's what made it attractive to to a lot of people but it didn't it never quite reached that um point of critical mass i guess maybe there's still some life in it um but there's something suspicious about it when um if you go on wikipedia and this is strange how it how it phrases it like you go on wikipedia mark zuckerberg under the heading philanthropy it says Mark Zuckerberg donated an undisclosed sum of, of money to, to Diaspora. Uh, and it sounds kind of strange because I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a like, friendly donation. Like Describing it as philanthropy sounds like a stretch to me. Maybe I'm just cynical. But <laughs> I think I imagine this situation where Mark Zuckerberg donates the money and says... Hey, how about you uh, don't worry so much about this project and just go enjoy yourself with a couple million dollars? It's worth your while. <laughs> yeah. Or he just says, I'm going to give you this money and enjoy it. And um, he knows that the natural consequences, these people will, well, maybe they won't use that money, uh, you know, to develop diaspora. Maybe they'll use it for something else. Um, so I, I am suspicious about that, but I, I don't know. That's just, that's, there's no way I can prove that. But I mean, this is all friendly grounds, right? Like this is just like, mm. this is just like buying off the competition, buying out <laughs> the competition. Right. Like, like what, how, business. Bill Gates propped up Apple when he was, <laughs> when he didn't have a competition, he propped it up and then they went on to develop the iPod. Uh, I don't know. The big business, when you play in the big leagues, it's a strange game, and uh, I don't know if uh, us peons can uh, analyze it at this at the level they're playing. <laughs> well, the thing is, when they turn the camera off, yeah, you can't see what's happening. So I'm sure the blue guy helps the red guy occasionally, <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. 
Press like on YouTube, press like on Facebook, and subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. Follow us on Twitter at BattleAZ and Trouble Bubble. Ensure your support at donate.theparadiseparadox.com. Yeah, so as for being friendly, happy, fun time, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs hanging out and playing grab us, uh, in terms of Zuckerberg and the, the founders of Diaspora, well, one of the key founders of, of Diaspora died under what you might call unusual circumstances. But, I mean, it's labeled as a suicide. Um, that's, that's what they call it. Uh, and it quite, quite well could be a suicide. Um, he was actually... He suffered asphyxiation. Now his name is um, his name was Ilya Zhitomirsky, uh, a, a, a Russian Russian born, I believe. Uh, and yeah, so so he purportedly committed suicide um, by asphyxiation by by breathing in helium by breathing in so much helium that he couldn't get air, and, and that's how he died. I've never heard of anybody committing suicide like that. So, um, I mean... It was an accident. It was a big balloon. <laughs> a yeah, yeah. Hey, balloon. guys, check out the voice. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm going to get into a whole bunch of off-color jokes if, if that continues. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's, it's a little weird. Um, the guy, 22 years old, I mean, some reports said he had a... a a part of history of mental illness. I, I don't know if there's too much to back that up. Look, uh, I understand, you know, 22-year-olds can be silly. They can play with helium. But when you're working on a project that's about to change the world, mm. you, you, don't, you don't go jumping in front of buses. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say because everybody reacts to things in a different way. I mean... People saying that stress was a factor. Anyway, I mean, if we get into this, you know, we stray over into the into the crazy area and say, what if, what if, what if, uh, young Ilya wasn't actually didn't actually commit suicide? What if Facebook is actually funded by a company like Incutel? which develops technological solutions for organizations like the CIA and the NSA. What if the United States government is, is a huge gang and kills people, which I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that sometimes they get into some questionable areas in, in terms of legal, legal activities. <laughs> Ah oh, man, looks like the the new world order's fucking with us. It just made Aaron's camera spontaneously overheat. Boom. <laughs> Obviously, we're dropping too many truth bombs, and the the energy is just flowing too viciously. It's just uh, making electronics explode and stuff. So you know, be be careful. And watch your back. It is recording, right? Like it's <laughs> it's doing its thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's recording. <laughs> anyway, so, so what if? Um, um, yeah, I was just saying that, um, well, considering that Facebook is, is a known organization that, that um, it's basically a, 
a spy organization because it has all your data and it, it means that the, the NSA and the CIA have access to the data uh, and, uh, you know, your information isn't yours. And they definitely have an incentive to, to continue that system, to keep that system alive. So if someone comes up with, a, with an alternative like Diaspora or some, some of the others that we'll, we'll get into in a moment, um, then, um, well, you know, it, it, there would be an incentive to end that. See, I was reading an article here, apparently a study done by Princeton um, Big People School, Hmm. They, uh, they say by 2017, 80% of Facebook's users are going to drop off or the yep. activity is going to fall. And, yep. you know, like, of course, we all, all social medias and have their peak and drop. You look at MySpace or Bebo or whatever. Friendster. I don't think it's going to, I don't think Facebook's going to die. It okay. should. Okay. But I don't think it's going to die. You, what what are you saying though? Like, are you saying all the competitors are going to be made illegal or something? I don't know. Okay, well, well let's look at look, let's look at a few external factors. They're they're, they're um, taking care of their competition. Yeah, on, on one hand, maybe, yeah, maybe they are. Maybe well, maybe, e- either uh, way, Zuckerberg's a philanthropist. Either way, he he donated for developers to be distracted. <laughs> it's like you know, don't worry about the project, the, the beach, <laughs> coconuts. <laughs> Comfortable mm. life is uh, is is like only a few million dollars away. So uh, enjoy that, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you don't go to work on Monday. Yeah, like you know that that's that's a, that's an option. That's possible. Mm. But <laughs> it's like when you don't have a competition, and Facebook as a unit, since like if you look at if you look at what's going on with the central banks and mm. uh, quantitative easing, it's like the money just exploded. And the companies that are riding, the technology companies that are riding the stock exchange just, just, just explode. It's like there's no limit to the potential of what they're able to, to buy or develop or people they want to hire. Like Facebook has got that big, that quick, that mm. in between Facebook and Google, that is the internet. Yeah. Like in, ter- it, in terms of the clear net, in terms of what most people access on a daily basis, yeah. Because even, even like dudes like us that are completely mm. outside all this, you know, we make a little website, we start posting a few thoughts, a few ideas, and we write a few articles, we produce a podcast, we pump them back through mm. Google and Facebook so that you yeah. guys can check it out. And then it's like, we, we, gave, we just gave it away. We gave that back to Google and Facebook so they can filter it through. Here you go, Facebook, take, take it for free. And, and, you know, it's and we, all yours, you did it. Good job. We Here's get our reward. little golden star in our forehead. <laughs> I'm like, cheers, content creators. Good work. And, and I'm looking at that like, like where we are, like, you know, we're talking about freedom and being outside the system and, and bugging out and doing what you want. Right. But we're the slaves that are producing their content just so we can be special. We can be part of this system. Mm. And, mm. and it's, kind of, it's kind of a little bit disheartening. I mean, it's not because, of course, you, know, you, need, to, you need to enter the den in order to, to do den work. <laughs> it's like, that's, it's like, a, that's very beautifully phrased. It's, I'm trying to think of an example, but, it, but it's, I can't. It's, like, it's too big. It's like, okay, I think you, the phrase is the belly of the beast. Well, that's where everyone's hanging out. 
<laughs> it's like you, I we mentioned like the dark web a few episodes back, and and that that was all fun. You know, I think I went through a bit of a learning curve with that and learned a few things. But yep. it's like I see other people now that comment to me out of nowhere, like just complete synchronistic events when they yeah. go, "Hey, Aaron, you um you heard of the dark web?" You seen you seen what everything's like. How do they whisper through text messages? Well, this is a dinner. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, of course. This is like friends. The of real friends. world. Oh, it's like back to the reality. Thing. And they're yeah. like they're like looking around like who's at the other tables, like, you know, you heard of the dark web and like, you know, what you can do and and I was mm-hmm. like, um, you know, my wife's kicking me on the table, like, shut up, Aaron. I know you're into crazy shit, but <laughs> don't scare our friends away. And it's like uh, well, what I, did they call it in Spanish? Do they just call it El, el Dark Web or um, el, el, internet, el, el, el Internet Dark? <laughs> right, dark. Just like they, they, they call it dark. Like they call uh, goths. Yeah. Soy dark. Okay. Yeah, like in, internet dark. No puedes ser dark. Yeah. Pues, quizás puedes. No te conozco. <laughs> no, no sé quién serás. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's kind of like that because they, they want to know a little bit about it. But I'm, and they, and they all seem scared about the dark web. That's the interesting mm. thing. Like they're all, they're worried about it. Like, you know, it's only, they, they know it's only weapons and drugs and hey, we're in Mexico. Yeah. That's what we're down here for. It's when you go to the corner store. But it's like, when you realize that Facebook and Google are the surface web, it's mm. like, that's scarier to me. Mm. Like that, that's much scarier because we're talking about companies that, well, without going into their resources and their capacity and like, what are these companies? They're information database companies with mm. a capacity to cage all of humanity into, have, into this false illusion of freedom and free speech and internet and, and the, the world of digital in, in between two logos. <laughs> and they're right here. It's the like, F and the G. F and the G. <laughs> that's, that's the way it, it's... It's uh, fucking great. That's what that stands for. Well, <laughs> okay, so one of the alternatives which I'm actually excited about and, and I, I actually think that this is, this is going to work to some extent, uh, it's, um, it's in a ray or, or perhaps you could say it uh, scenario. So with, with scenario, um, the people on there who, who create content uh, could put a little money on there and that promotes it. The people who look at that promotion or look at that advertisement will receive some of that money because they're they're the ones, they're actually the people who are doing the, how can I say it? They're the ones providing the service. The service is attention. People are paying for your attention and so you receive money for that attention. Um, So the... Then the thing is, um, these people who, who look at it, um, maybe they will say, hey, actually, I like this. I'm going to put a little bit of money back on that because I think it's important that people hear this message or li- listen to this piece of music or watch this podcast or watch this documentary or, or uh, this, this short film, whatever it is. Uh, then um, some of that money that, that other people put on it goes back to the content creators, the people who originally posted it. And this is going to, I think and I hope, <laughs> this is going to change things. Maybe not in this form, in the, in the form of a scenario, but in, in the future, um, this 
what what scenario or what the site calls the attention economy, I think that's going to change things so much that we we won't even be able to believe it. Um, yeah, hundred percent. This is about people that are creating content, not being told who and who they you know where mm-hmm. their where their content's delivered to. Mm-hmm. But it's like if we have someone watching us, that's a hit. Yep. I'm happy to pay for it in this economy of sharing, sharing value, sharing ideas, sharing thoughts, sharing content. Yeah, pay, pay you. We, we would pay you to watch our video um, or to, to have a look at it. And, and why wouldn't we? They're involved in this experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's right. Yeah, so you know, you're part of it. Uh, then the, the good thing is, like, like Diaspora, or actually one step beyond Diaspora, Diaspora is distributed. Uh, c- scenario is actually decentralized. So um, there's, there's no way to censor anyone per se, um, like you can on Facebook or not, not like you can, but like the administrators of Facebook can. If Facebook doesn't like the message, they can block you. If they don't like the way you express yourself, if they don't like the way that um, you use a name you've selected rather than the one that's on your birth certificate, um, a, you know, really change your name by common law. Uh, if they don't like it, then they'll they'll just they'll ask you, and uh, you don't get much of a say in that. Maybe you can appeal, but ultimately it's their decision. But with scenario, it's it's different because there's no one person, there is no one king, there's there's no rulers, and there's no gods, and. So if, if people want to follow you, if people want to know what information you share, then they can do that. Uh, and that doesn't have to involve a third party. It's just like trading with Bitcoin. It doesn't, it, there's, there doesn't have to be a, uh, someone in the middle saying, oh, no, actually, you, you can't make this transaction or, you know, norm, normally facilitating it, hopefully. Um, yeah, with, with Senorio, you can interact directly with people. No bans, no censorship. And no one owns your content. Yes. You, you own what you post. You're, you're not giving it away. Yep. You're not, you're signing not selling away. it to the NSA. Yep. Well, see, that, that's the issue that I have with, with Facebook because mm. we, we all know that big companies become, become bigger than themselves. It's not, it's not about a, a group of, of directors or this, this boardroom of d- driving a company towards, you know, uh, we're here to make profits. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter the, the outcome or, the, or what values we have. It's like, you know, this is like a publicly listed company that mm. all the shareholders only care about making money. So mm. they only want to make money. And when you're talking about making money, it's so easy to be a little bit off the track of what's right and wrong. You can get, yeah. you can get distracted. Well, especially if you're a shareholder because you, um, you don't have any say in the strategic decisions that the company makes anyway in general. By being so, a shareholder, your decision is to put your money there to yeah. make more money. Yeah. So yeah. the director's there to make more money. So when you look at a company like Facebook for its capacity, its resources, and its capability, mm. and you think, well, what do they already have? What are they already doing? And what could they do? And to think that their only drive is to make money? There's no shit that all of a sudden there's ads all over your Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with ad- advertisements. There's nothing wrong with advertising. There's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with making money. 
um, until but, someone tries taking that away from you. <laughs> and then, then all of a sudden it's like, you're playing in my profits. That's not, that's, you can't, we can't have that. We need to be number one. We're already number one. We need to be number one. Then what happens? They start, I, they start looking know. at added value options of creating money, of making money, of, uh, of increasing profits. And when, they, when the advertising is going down or when they're talking about like schools like Princeton are coming out with articles saying that by 2017, they're not going to have the same, the same amount or the same level of activity or their mm. members are going to drop that. They've got 1.2 billion and then that, that's that from 2014. All right. So 1.2 billion. I mean, that's uh, what was it? Seven billion people in the world. Yes. That's that's a big chunk of, of human population interacting. And then you got you got other uh, projects that are going to come out and say, well, you know, we're we're going to do everything that Facebook does, but you got control of it. You own your stuff. We're not going to yep. take it from you. And we might even pay people for checking you out. It's like it's smart to jump across to that. The, yes. The yes. issue is when Facebook want to keep making money. Then they're going to look at other other ways of doing that when their advertising is no good, and this mm. this is what scares the hell out of me, because <laughs> you think Facebook is going to start knocking on your door and and uh, Zuckerberg's going to be there with a the gun and he'll be like, hey, I need some money for cocaine or something. <laughs> Aren't they already doing that? I haven't. I, haven't I don't think the... that's part of their business model. At least I, I don't think it was listed in the prospectus. Well, who who does that? Who goes around house to house and asks for money? Well, other than governments. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Who, uh, are you talking about door-to-door salesmen? <laughs> no, no. I don't I'm, know what I'm you're not. getting at. Well, they, they kind of do that too. No, but I think what, I, what I'm getting to is that the government wants to know everything about you. Yeah. And if the government's knocking at your door saying, well, you know, we're trying to track these people down or we want to know who's talking about these things, or who's sharing these ideas, mm. then, and they're able to set up a system, then wouldn't it be nice to get a database of pictures or mm. something of this person, like a few hundred pictures that their friends happen to tag them in so yep. they can upload to their you know, in, well, closed-circuit televisions around Sydney maybe? Yeah, Fa- facial recognition. Track people and... down, airports. Yep. Like it's, it's in the interest for the governments to start propping up Facebook. Mm. They've already got 10 years of data. Mm. They already know who your friends are, where you hang out. They know exactly what you look like. They can probably analyze your facial structure, determine your bone structure, even if you disguise yourself. They They already know what type of alien you are. (laughs) Don't hide. One out of 57 types. Take a spin on the roulette wheel of extraterrestrials. Well, one thing about Cinereo, of course with... um, with, uh, with TSU, they also have this financial incentive um, where you go on there and can, you can make money by creating content or whatever. Um, but, of course, Scenario takes it at one step further where it's not just content creators that are getting paid. It's just regular people um, who are consuming content. They also get paid. Um, but one thing which I think will affect it significantly uh, in the beginning, in terms of immediate adoption, is their, uh, their method of uh, funding it. So what they did was created a new c- cryptocurrency, uh, similar to Bitcoin, you know, using s- similar protocol, similar code, 
and it's called AMPS. And the thing is, uh, it hasn't launched yet, um, but they sold some of these AMPS as, as a crowd sale, and it's a way of funding the service, uh, a way of funding their the continued development. And so this means that when they actually do launch the site, they've got hundreds of thousands of people out there already holding this currency, and that means they've already got a stake in making this uh, making this service work, and they've already got a stake in using it personally. We should buy some amps with this donation money. Well, I already bought some. <laughs> First crowd sale, yeah. I bought like 10 or 20 bucks worth. Did Not you talk, much, but... Did you tell me to buy some? Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't bought any yet, but... I'm getting some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next, next crowd sale. You have to wait because uh, we're in between crowd sales right now. We'll see. <laughs> uh, well, well either, either way, I know there's some in the family, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, we'll see. I mean, yeah, when, when, it, when it actually launches, I'm going to be telling people, I'm going to say, hey, look at this, you know. Benefits you, benefits me, decentralized. You just let it out, man. You already yeah. told a few people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, definitely check out, have a look at that. Because even, even if you don't plan to sign up, it's interesting from a technical standpoint. And it's, um, it's an interesting concept. And, and perhaps you, perhaps someone out there is going to look at it and, and turn it into something successful if scenario doesn't get off the ground, which, um, you know, who knows? Um, but it's all about that next step, that next level, uh, next level of security, encryption, uh, decentralization, and and uh, incentives to leave the uh, you know the CIA and NSA spy book, the cage. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it really it really doesn't matter who succeeds because there, there could be there's place yeah. for more than for more than one. But the thing is, we need Possibly, to make that yeah. breakthrough. Yeah, that breakthrough yeah. first. Hmm. Where does, cool. where does that leave us? I, I'm, I'm still thinking about Facebook bought Robocops and Facebook is Skynet. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, can you back up that statement? Okay. I will make the case. <laughs> oh, you, you left the silent part. I'm throwing it out there. Facebook is Skynet. Okay. They just haven't bought the drones yet. All right. Or maybe, maybe they have. <laughs> okay, okay. Just, uh, it, yeah, it's getting a bit clearer what you're describing here. Yeah, can you flesh out this idea? Okay, well, at the moment they've got cars. No, wait, that's Google. <laughs> well, it's, okay, it's the same Google shit. Plus I'm, talking about, I'm talking about surface internet. It's a, it's a version right. of internet. All right. Well, it's like um, any, any company that, that's, that's government funded. Yeah. They're there to make money. So, what? Any no one? Well, maybe. I mean, it's the. Okay, yeah, I guess, I, I guess that's kind of accurate. That any company that's government funded is there to make money. Any company that's not funded is generally there to make money as well. Well, you got non for profits, but they're still there to make money. <laughs> and what? Well, what? What I'm trying to get to is, I think that if Facebook was to decline in activity and, and members, mm. it's too much of a resource. Mm. It's too much of a, like Facebook would say, well, you know, we're not making as much, as much money as we used to. Mm. You know, we could always sell access. It's like these companies that are, these businesses that are in the middle of your shopping mall, nice brand new car, 
It doesn't cost, it costs you a couple of dollars to go into the drawer. Just give me your details. Hmm. Facebook's already got the details. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's your database to sell. And it's all about data now, yeah. information. So that, that's their like, that's their little gold mine. Yeah. They've already been mining us for 10 years. And now they've got it, now they've got it all. And uh, habits, and ex- they're doing experiments and whatever. They, they know us better than we do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just think to think that's not for sale once we've already agreed to give it away, then it's a, we're in a scary place. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking if they're, already, if they're going to sell it and they're going to partner up with, with intelligent organizations, these guys have got other... Oh, you mean intelligence organizations. Intelligent organization, that's it. Those are, those are very different things. Okay, yeah, okay, misphrase. <laughs> Just reverse that a little bit. Yeah, okay. Um, what, what's a phrase I'm trying to say here? Intelligence, intelligence organization. I don't, I've, a, never, I've never understood that. Because, oh. because they're not intelligent, even though that's maybe what I said a minute ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's... Okay. Uh, that's, they all know. That's the okay. future. They all know everything about you. They've already mined your data. And you know, I'm good with that because <laughs> I've changed my name like five times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they still knew which one is your real one. Ooh, <laughs> really? They got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But okay, so I mean, you're you're saying that Facebook is like this uh, this this futuristic dystopian dystopian organization that's going to raid your house or something like that. It's well, I think when it comes down to it, they're not going to they're not going to need to do that because I just work for the guy. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not me exactly. Like Facebook's going to be completely clean. They're, mm. they're they're just a data mining company now. They just produce reports for whoever wants to buy them. Right. Right. Well, I, I wanted to lead, and that leads into this interesting, um, interesting idea. Like, there's a, there's a comic that goes around where it presents Huxley versus Orwell, or like 1984 versus Brave New World, and it's actually the comic is an adaptation of a foreword from um, Amusing Ourselves to Death by Neil Postman. And uh, so, of course, in, in 1984, the, the world is ruled by terror and the government controls everything and they see everything you do on the telescreen, which is, that's, that's, that's a whole other thing. Um, and then in Brave New World, people, people aren't exactly controlled. They're just given enough rope to hang themselves. Like, they give, they're given this, this constant stimulation uh, they're given drugs, which make them feel good, and they're given entertainment and, and sex and whatever they want, so long as they don't question. Um, it will just, yeah, it just makes them so apathetic that um, they they don't worry about the future of the world or anything like that. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in the in this book, I haven't read it, but Postman makes the case that that it was. It was Huxley who was correct in, in Brave New World. Uh, I think it's actually somewhere in between. Like the famous quote from Orwell in 1984 is where he says, you want to see the future of the human race? Just picture a boot stomping on a human face for the rest of eternity. So that's like the dark, 
the dark side of it, the, and maybe it's the the side which a, a lot of people don't see. But you, you know, if you follow pages like Cop Block or something like that, you can see people getting oppressed all the time, not necessarily for thought crimes, uh, but it it is um, like sometimes just stepping outside of the box, and and sometimes it it actually is for thought crimes. Like there was a case where someone posted um, a, a military veteran in the United States posted a, a Facebook status and, and there was a kind of theme in his Facebook statuses talking about it's time for revolution and I'm going to be the one to start it, something like that. And he, he got arrested. Uh, in that case, I think the guy actually got, got uh, set free. Um, he was released. But this is, you know, this is a kind of world we're moving into where people can get arrested for their thoughts, for their beliefs. Um, it's not limited to North Korea. Um, it, it happens in the United States and, you know, maybe some other countries. To finish that quote about that boot on my, yeah. on my head, yeah. like American History X with my mouth open on the gutter, yeah. he says I get to choose. Well, we get to choose. Like, it's, it's a choice. You know, we can choose right. what, the, what tomorrow is going to be like. It's going to be close. But I've made my choice. The cutoff? No, no, no. Well, that, that's that's it. Like you know, we get to choose whether you know what tomorrow's going to be like. But we need we need to take ownership of what mm. today is, and then and then work out you know where because most people don't even know where we're at. That's a, that's another issue. So I don't even know where we're at, and I spend hours and hours, hundreds of hours researching this and trying to find out the state of the world and question people's intentions, create alternative theories for for news articles and. All kinds of things, and I have no idea. Well, you can't Google where am I at. <laughs> where is it? What's the state of <laughs> the world? Where am I at? How are we on uh, a scale of humanity from, from zero to 100%? I don't know. <laughs> do you know about the doomsday clock? Uh, what do you mean? Like during the, the, during the 60s when it was uh, like during the Cold War? Yes, it's still, it's still going. We're two minutes to midnight. <laughs> Okay, I find that hard to believe. Oh, it could be 30 seconds to midnight. Anyway, it's, it's pretty <laughs> close. There's no, there's no time left. Okay. okay. Um, but we're not, we're not the closest to doomsday. I think in the middle of the Cold War, it was, it was slightly higher than what it closer to doomsday than what it is now. Wow. Um, yeah, I think um, issues with nuclear weapons in Cuba was probably the closest we've been. Cuban Missile Crisis. That could be it. Sounds to ring a bell. <laughs> Okay. At the okay. moment, we're just facing Google and Facebook. It's not a big deal. Ah, okay. That's a relief. Yeah, it's all internet stuff. Okay. Okay. All it is is that these uh, monolithic organizations uh, control your, your mind and your thoughts, manipulate your intentions every day, every single day, maybe even every hour if you're an addict like me. <laughs> Thanks for listening once more, guys. Thanks for listening to the Paradise Paradox and joining us on that roller coaster ride of exciting, wacky ideas. So I'm Kurt Robinson. That was Aaron Battle. You just heard from there. Head on over to theparadiseparadox.com/slash/thirty-five, and that's got a little more information, some research to back up the stuff we were saying, some interesting articles. You want to do some more reading? Expand your mind, expand your horizons, expand your penis size with these top-quality Viagra pills direct from Mexico. No, I'm not actually selling that. That's that's just some complete nonsense. So head on over to 
The Paradise Paradox on Facebook. You can press like on Facebook, hover over the get notifications button, press get notifications so you get everything that we send out to you beaming out through the ether and jump on to YouTube and press like on YouTube, press subscribe and uh, do a whole lot of other stuff. Jump upside down, stand on your head wearing your underpants as toe coverers. I don't know what you're going to do, but also head on over to theparadiseparadox.com. It's a cool place to hang out. You can have a look through our old episodes there. Uh, Jump on over to donate.theparadiseparadox.com because we really appreciate it so much. Our heart goes out to you. We beam up a a giant heart-shaped symbol on the clouds just like you were Batman and you were our absolute savior when you give us a little bit of money. Uh, So go ahead um, give us give us a little money. I know a lot of you people out there are very kind, generous people, and when you see a busker on the street um, doing some cool performance, you, you stop and put a dollar in their bucket. So that's what I'm asking you to do here. Just put a, put a little dollar in a bucket. We accept uh, Bitcoin and, and Litecoin and uh, lots of old coins and, and PayPal as well. So, so head on over to theparadiseparadox.com. Donate.theparadiseparadox.com and do that. And if you're planning on buying something from Amazon or you just want to have a browse around Amazon, jump on theparadiseparadox.com. You see up the top, uh, there's, a, there's a link that says Shop Amazon. You can jump on through. It's not going to cost you any extra money. It's just going to mean that when you buy something, that uh, we get a little commission for that. So you can see some of the um, suggested books that we have from you there related to some of the stuff we're talking about. So give it a go. Uh, Buy some books. Watch some instant video. Buy some electronics. uh, Buy a a bunch of video cameras and enter into the podcast game. All right, thanks so much for listening. Oh, remember, my Twitter handle is at TroubleBubble. Aaron's is at BattleAZ. And the show notes are at theparadiseparadox.com slash 45. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good one.